WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Goodmorningcomrade.com. You can get more information. WHIVFM.org slash listen. Uh, today on the show, we have Francis Gill, who is a returning champion, friend of the show, friend IRL, one of the best people uh, that's ever come on this program. Uh, she's one of the co-chairs of uh, Democratic Socialists of America New Orleans. And the SA New Orleans is up to some stuff right now, aren't they? aren't we? Yeah, no, Jeff, um, and thank you for the kind words. Um, it is such a pleasure to be back on Good Morning Comrade. Um, it's been a minute. Yeah, it, but, has, um, it has. Yeah, you were like one of the very USA. first guests, and like uh, we—that was like the day that like everybody went to Baton Rouge <laughs> for <Yeah>. the abortion <laughs> protests and stuff like that. If you remember. Oh my God! Yeah, what a wild day. That was probably like that was at least a year ago, huh? Yeah, like a year. It was like. Oh my God, it had to be like May or June of, of last year, which seems like it's oh much God. longer ago than that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. But yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be back. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. And uh, New Orleans DSA is up to a lot. We always have a lot going on, but we are definitely up to a lot right now. Um, we got all kinds of different stuff going on. Yeah, um, specifically a uh, campaign in coalition uh, on this uh, millage for the libraries. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, no, totally. So um, that's like our main focus right now is we're part of this uh, Save Our Libraries coalition campaign. Um, and basically in on the December 5th ballot, there's going to be this like suite of proposals that um, would drastically change how... Um, the library system is funded. Um, basically, so if you don't know, the library is funded by um, two dedicated millages. A millage is like um, a dedicated tax. So yeah. it's a tax that's like just for like something specific. Um, so there's two millages that fund the library and um, the this would change how one of the millages is uh, like funding works. Mm -hmm. um, the whole thing gets a little bit like wonky. I had to learn, you know, what a millage is when we started getting involved in this campaign. It's so like, confusing. Really as somebody honest, who worked on millage so campaign, confusing. as somebody who worked in millage campaigns for like teacher pay raises, the words that they use are not human words. They just say a bunch mm -hmm. of like Latin stuff, and you just sort of like, oh, that's yeah. what that means—the good thing or does that mean the bad thing? You just like are asking yeah. for lawyers for interpretation here. Yeah, very confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Must be but just anyways, an accident, so this, right? Whoopsie! It's it's just confusing. Right? By yeah, definitely not intentionally confusing at all, for sure. Um, definitely not like specifically designed to disenfranchise and like people and like take them out of the political process. No way, no. <laughs> nah. Way. Who um, would do that? Yeah, who would do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the um, the thing that's going to be on the ballot in December. It would, I mean, long story short, like your top line messaging, it would cut the library by 40%. Mm -hmm. So it would cut library funding by almost half. 
and would almost certainly result in branch closures, cuts to services, job loss, like total bad news. And also like not for nothing, just um, would overturn like the democratic will of the people basically, because Mm -hmm. we voted for this, we voted in the past for the library to be fully funded Mm -hmm. um, and be funded at this rate. So, um, but it gets a little bit complicated because they're really pitching it as like, well, we need to take this money away from the library and we need to give it to early childhood education. but it's a total scam because mm-hmm. for every five dollars that they cut the library, they're only giving one dollar to early childhood education. Really? Um, so, so for every five dollars, just to repeat, every five dollars they're taking from the library, and they're cutting it by forty percent. Mm-hmm. Every five, every five, they're giving only twenty percent of that. One out of five to mm-hmm. childhood education. Where's the rest yeah. of that money going? Great question, Jeff. Basically. The rest of that money is going to an economic development slush fund. Economic development. That sounds good. Well, (laughs) yeah, it kind of sounds all right. But, um, you know, it's basically just like a slush fund that um, there's no clear plan for like how they'll actually use it. So it's inevitably going to turn into like, um, you know, handing out political favors to like people you want, you know, you want something from. So Mm -hmm. just kind of like replicating the like, um, you know, just like furthering the bullshit, basically. Business as usual, politics in New Orleans. That does not sound new at all. Right. Um, So we have kind of like, we had this opportunity to stop it though. Um, But, oh yeah. And the other part about the early childhood education piece, because like, obviously we do need to fund early childhood education, Mm -hmm. but like, this is so profoundly not the way to do it. in, In part because like, they're estimating that they'll be able to serve 150 kids a year. 150 kids that's does yeah. not sound like a lot <laughs> that doesn't sound no, like that many that not a lot. how many kids that are there in the city of like new orleans <laughs> i many? think there's more than 150 yeah so 150 like lucky kids wind up in this program and whatever you know ends up being and meanwhile the libraries get cut by 40 percent and libraries have programs for childhood education already I mean, I'm thinking of a yes. friend of mine who literally is his job was to do story time for the libraries, and it's fantastic. You know, really important work. Cutting yeah. that to to give it to who? No, yeah, just to basically to give it to um, Peter Bowen to do this like um, Office of Business and External Services Economic mm-hmm. Development Slush Fund, mm-hmm. um, or just like gentrification money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, the libraries do a lot to serve, you know, to serve children. And mm-hmm. definitely they serve more than 150 children in a given year. Well, certainly, they do, yeah. I mean, they do like, yeah, story time, reading to kids, um, just having access to, to books, um, mm-hmm. being able to go and use the Internet. People apply for jobs at the library, like people do their know, taxes at the library. People do their taxes at the library. Um I mean, when I was a kid, like I would spend, I would go to the library after school because like my mom was working and I wouldn't, you know, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, sit at home alone. So like I would go and hang out with my friends at the library. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. It's libraries just are good. Like, I like libraries. Libraries are, <laughs> libraries are great. 
Yeah. And, and not to mention the workers that work at those libraries. If you're going to be cutting library jobs or if you're going to be closing libraries mm -hmm. and library jobs, it necessarily follows or at least expands yeah. to follow. It, it's logical to at least think that this might be the case that, that th some mm -hmm. of those jobs are going to dry up, too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and they're totally saying that, like, that's not going to happen, but it definitely is. Mm -hmm. Like right now, the library. So that's the other piece of this. They're making this like, oh, the library has too much money and like it's COVID. The austerity. library like, has too it. much money. Yeah. The library has too much money. That's the pitch that they're making. Mm -hmm. And I've been on a bunch of these like neighborhood engagement calls where they like mm -hmm. do a little PowerPoint and like present this whole plan. And that is their pitch. The library has too much money. Those fat mm -hmm. cats down at the library. <laughs> You're just living yep. high on a hog. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Those librarians are just taking it from. You know, I've heard that exact same language as a teacher about education. Oh. It's just how much money. And, and again, it's uh, sort of ironic that they say that they're going to spend this money. The childhood education. It, it, it turns out again and again and again that people are for public services. They're for funding mm -hmm. public education. They're, fun they're for like creating mm -hmm. a good society that actually works for people. The problem becomes when you limit the scope or you change the definition of these things, like to the point where they're, they're not actually recognizable from what people, the actual will of people, then, mm -hmm. then you have a problem, right? You, or you have, yeah. you have a, a problem of, of, of framing and, and, and it, it sort of takes away that, that sort of feeling of, um, that feeling of participation by the public. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess as a teacher, you probably have had like um, a lot of experiences where you're kind of dealing with the same kind of messaging. Like, yeah, as, a, as a teacher that lives high on the hog as well. I know, right? I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're familiar with this. Yeah, the library does. So like the library does have reserves, like they mm -hmm. have some money that's like a rainy day fund. Mm -hmm. Um. So you could say that like they're kind of being like punished because um, they have like managed to not, you know, yeah, <laughs> managed no, to yeah. like put together this rainy day fund. Yeah, having a rainy um, day fund's good. Right. You yeah, <laughs> it's, it is good. <laughs> and also, it's like not that much money. Mm -hmm. Like if the library had to, if the library gets cut and they had to rely entirely on their, the rainy day fund, mm -hmm. they would only have enough for like the next two years. Mm -hmm. But this millage lasts. 20 years like if we pass this on what? in december that is so long like does it have to be renewed every year no no it just we pass it and then it's that's the deal for 20 years yeah that well i mean maybe that's how things get done in new orleans but it's like in in in, in jp like these things have to come up like every now and then you just have to like re-vote to support this millage that was already approved and you have to you know get all you people and say <laughs> hey hey go support the thing that we're already paying for and you know you have to make that case which is like annoying yeah. and most of the time they pass anyway but good mm -hmm. lord so 20 years that's like forever yeah yeah so they want I to mean, permanently like like take that 40 percent from the library yeah and you know like once the if the library is underfunded for 20 years like mm -hmm. imagine what it looks like on the other end of it you know mm -hmm. and then from there like how easy is it to imagine just like some you know neoliberal shill mm -hmm. just making this this argument of like well wow look how bad the library is doing maybe we should bring in some private companies to run these libraries yeah, Amazon you know, like, should start lending books or something. 
Right. Yeah. This is how it happens. Um, yeah. And, um, the guy who is like the, uh, new library board director who was like recently appointed by Mayor Cantrell, um, and, you know, kind of by all accounts and appearances, it's, it seems as though they like brought in this guy to get this job done. Mm -hmm. Um, is like was quoted as saying that like libraries should be more like uber and lyft like <laughs> no way who's yeah, this guy I, I know we're we're gonna be on the radio so you know the listeners can't see the face that jeff just made but it was like <laughs> jaw jaw drop like you just like a, a killer app to replace to like for books or something mm -hmm. <laughs> a killer app for like a like public service oh my god like yeah, microtransaction and the smashing of workers rights oh god jeez and that sounds yeah. like it's from like from post-apocalyptic hell mm -hmm. yeah i mean and this is the this is the world that they want to build for us mm -hmm. so yeah it's a total <laughs> scam total scam and they're pitching it as like the thing that we need to do for like kids and families in new orleans and the reality is that it's going to hurt kids and families in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to make it, like, libraries won't be open as long. A lot of libraries will close. Libraries that, like, you know, people have come to rely on won't be able to offer the same services that they did. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to hurt kids and families. But they're spinning it as, like, this, this you know, boon to... Mm -hmm. um, for early childhood education yeah oh my gosh that is so that's so dark like cynical you know like yeah. very very extremely cynical let me pause really mm -hmm. quick for station id you're listening to whivlp new orleans 102.3 good morning comrade uh we have francis gill on the program we are talking about uh it's um it's amendment two or is it what yeah. is it what's number two yeah number two mm -hmm. on tomorrow on um the ballot you can actually early vote uh, mm -hmm. as of right now um, on this and issue. And to be clear, mm -hmm. they're all bad. All of the proposals that aren't going to be on the ballot in December mm -hmm. are bad, but number two is the one that's specifically about libraries. It's the most worstest, according to you. It's the most worstest, yeah. Um, now, you're one of the co-chairs of Democratic Socialist America New Orleans, and you're part of a coalition of people mm -hmm. who are uh, against this as well. Who's a part of that coalition, and what is the sort of common uh, message that, or the common the thing that brings you all together uh, in opposition to this? Yeah. Oh, that's such a. I I love that question, Jeff, because the um the Save the Libraries Coalition is a big coalition. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pulling up the like the graphic that we made that has all the logos of the different organizations on here because I wouldn't be able to remember them otherwise. It's so um, many that yeah they, they got some yeah. they got some heavy hitters in there though. Uh, one yeah. of my favorites, the Great New Orleans AFL-CIO, uh, mm -hmm. United Teachers of New Orleans just dropped on mm -hmm. there, which I was just sort of like. I was telling my friends like, "Hey man, no sign on to this." <laughs> I was that's very that's very cool. That's teachers. Yeah, it's serious business. Yeah. Um, and we got the the Friends of the New Orleans Public Library. And that's pretty incredible, too, because, like, um, you know, the library itself, because the board is has become, like, you know, stacked, basically. Like, the director is this Uber, library should be, like, Uber and Lyft guy. Um, so the library itself 
is sort of like taking this pro millage stance mm-hmm. um, and they're using like the library's lists to actually send out dis- misinformation about yeah. the yeah they're using public infrastructure to send out like to campaign. So they're basically. already acting like Uber and Lyft because um, mm-hmm. just to kind of to think about it, sorry to go, go for a little bit of a walk here, but uh, yeah. uh, Amendment 22 in California just recently passed, uh, which is essentially like codifying the workers out there that work for Uber and Lyft and a lot of these apps as like independent contractors, despite the fact that they're, mm-hmm. they're employees and it's just a way of like, we're reducing liability on on employers and the way that they got that to pass out there was by using the Uber and Lyft app and reminding not just workers, but all, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, but uh, not just workers, but also like users of the app who would call for a cab or a call for a car or whatever. And they would basically say, yeah. don't forget to vote yes on 22. <laughs> and that sounds a lot yeah. like what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. God, isn't that just like so disgusting? Yeah, it's like a, like a playbook that they just have rolled out everywhere. Yeah, um, but yeah, they used like the library list. So like, if you've ever checked out a book in Orleans Parish, you probably got a library from or an email from the library saying that this will cause that if you you know a yes vote is the thing to do for the library, mm-hmm. even though that's like not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no and details. They use, like the city social media and stuff. Yeah. I might have um, to like check out one of those letters and just deconstruct it maybe on the show later on. Yeah, yeah. That could be fun. We should do that because it is the thing is it's like tremendously confusing to people. Mm-hmm. Like we were getting once we started the library campaign, like social media and stuff, and then that letter went out from the libraries to the library's email list. It was um like we were getting all these DMs on the social media being like. I'm confused. Like, why would the library say this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I mean, it's very confusing. <laughs> well, and, and you just touched on something that's really important. Um, and sorry to, to take a walk from the, from the parts of the coalition question. We should definitely get back to that. But like, um, the, 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 like people do trust these public institutions like the library. And if the library is telling mm-hmm. you to, to do something or if your school board or your school system is telling you to do something, people are likely to go along with, or uh, to go along with that kind of messaging because these are public institutions that are, that are, that are trusted. And, and, and when you start to uh, act in this political way through those institutions, even if, and, and this is sort of like one of those, kind of like knock on effects and maybe, you know, reel me in if I'm getting too far out here. But like, like one no, of the knock on effects it. is it, it, it kind of like destroys public trust in those institutions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I think that, I think that totally is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, don't mean to get all I big mean, brain really fast, but <laughs> no, no, I love it. Um, uh-huh. I think that's totally the case. Like it does, it erodes trust. Uh huh. Um, yeah, but the, so the coalition, um, just to go through the list here, uh, like you said, the, the AFL-CIO, both Louisiana and the greater New Orleans. Workers, um, baby. Uh, yeah. The, um, Friends of the New Orleans Public Library, uh, Vela New Orleans, Mm -hmm. um, United Teachers in New Orleans, the National Organization of Minority Architects, Architects, sorry, the Louisiana chapter. Um, we got the the architects on side. (laughs) Yeah, we got the architects. 
Um, the New Orleans City Workers Organizing Committee, um, Erase the Board, Compost Now, uh, IATSE 478, Asks Me, um, Black to the Table, Solidarity Tulane, um, JVP New Orleans, the Society of American Archivists, the um, Carpenters, um, yes. Orleans Parish Prison Reform Coalition, Unite Here 23, and DSA New Orleans. A lot of unions so, in there. You know I love to hear that. Unions. Yep. I, it's incredible. Incredible. Workers, man. They're so strong. Yeah. You got to love it. They are so strong. Incredible. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Um, and... I think yeah it's just like it's like you said like if the if the funding to the library gets cut by this much like people are going to lose their jobs mm -hmm. library workers are going to lose their jobs mm -hmm. and also tons of people are going to lose access to services that they've come to rely on or they've come to just enjoy mm -hmm. like you know even if you don't rely on the library like still you probably like going to check out a book every now and then or having a place to like duck out of the heat or duck out of the rain when you're mm -hmm. downtown or whatever um yeah or even yeah. like now like in the middle of a pandemic if you're if you're staying at home you don't even have to go to the library like the way that digital services through the library work now you can get i mean like i don't mean like essentially you can get audio books you can get ebooks you can get text to your computer to your whatever so like mm -hmm. we've already got your app uber and lyft go away <laughs> yep Yep. Um, I know it's really, it's really amazing. And you can get like, yeah, you can get like a million, million different eBooks. I had a friend mm -hmm. who would have like, he had a library card, like in New Orleans and he had one in like the city that he had lived in before New Orleans mm -hmm. and he had one in like the city he grew up in. So he could get the eBooks from all the different Anywhere. libraries. Like, yeah, that's doing it. That's playing the game yeah. correctly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So um, I guess what, so I guess maybe uh, what else is sort of like going on in terms of this? What kind of, uh, how are you, what are you doing to kind of get word out? Um, phone banking, canvassing, literature drops, things like that. How are you helping get the word out to folks? And if people yeah. do want to get, well, we can save that for the end, but, but how are you getting the word out to folks right now? That's a great question, Jeff. Um, so, two things you know we put a lot of time and effort into building out this big coalition sorry not two things there's like a million things i'm gonna say a million things <laughs> but um we, we put a lot of time into building this big coalition um so we're definitely and we're always trying to grow it stronger so like if you are a part of um some any kind of organization a church a union a neighborhood association um another political organization um a professional association, like any group, uh, someone just like, uh, I was just talking to someone who um, hyped it to their runner's club mm -hmm. and their runner's club with like 50 different runners was all like, oh my God, I had no idea about this thing. And they're going to talk about it at their next like runner's club meeting. Nice. So like any kind of organized people bring this to them. Like a lot of people haven't heard about this or they've heard straight up lies about this, mm -hmm. like from the mayor or from the library itself. So if you have any kind of organized group that you're a part of like share this with them yeah. um and if they want to join the coalition we can get their logo on you know the website yeah, you and can it's, be a part of it's it. pretty yeah you can be you can be a part of it 
Um, and you know, more than just get your logo on the website, like you can come to the coalition calls and like be a part of the organizing for the next two weeks and in thinking through what we would do after. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, so that's one thing. Another thing is like, we're doing a lot of, um, voter outreach. So phone banking, um, we're holding phone banks every single day until election day from 6 PM to 8 PM. We're calling voters and just talking to them and, it's been pretty successful so far. Like a lot of people, like I said, haven't heard about this or aren't following it or are confused about it. So you can make a lot of progress. We've actually, I just checked the numbers. I think we've made like 800 calls so far, which is not half bad. That's pretty good. Um, I mean, then this yeah. has been going for only what, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We only started phone banking maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah after, the, after the election even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're canvassing and we're not doing because of COVID we're doing zero contact canvases. Mm -hmm. So we're doing like basically just like drop door hangers at people's Mm -hmm. doors. Um, and so we're covering a lot of ground because we aren't like knocking. So we're a lot faster Mm -hmm. and we're going to neighborhoods around at risk libraries, places where libraries might close if this passes. And so we're really trying to target like neighborhoods and specifically like within like a mile of the libraries where we're doing all the doors mm-hmm. so very targeted um, yeah. so there's lots of opportunities yeah to try and uh reach reach those neighborhoods and like talk to people well not talk to people because of the no contact because of the sure. covid but um share a message drop a door hanger mm-hmm. um, yeah right now in this particular instant in this particular moment with with, with uh covid organizing is, and mm-hmm. and specifically you know, door to door. And, and that what you're talking about is very, very different than it looked like even what, eight months ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. And especially, yeah, especially right now, because the um, cases are just like, you know, the number of cases is just skyrocketing, mm-hmm. which is really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing zero contact. Um, and then the other so phone banking canvassing we're gonna start doing mass texting this week um so you'll be able to like just like sit at home watch tv and you know send out like 100 200 300 texts to voters just reminding them to vote no on number two mm-hmm. and so that's going to be a pretty cool way to get plugged in mm-hmm. um and then we also like are gonna make um we're gonna do like uh, sign waving, post signs, uh, hold signs up on election day. Mm-hmm. So we'll need folks to do that. Um, and we always need folks to like write op-eds, write letters to the editor, stuff like that. Try to get some, some more media around this. Mm-hmm. Cause there just is so much misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think those are like the main things, phone banking, canvassing, text banking, um, writing doing helping with writing Mm -hmm. um sign waving and then the most important thing of all is just talk to your friends Mm -hmm. so if you if you're gonna if you're ready to vote no like find five friends that you can text today or tomorrow because it's Mm kind of late and just say um (laughs) although i guess this won't air at this time but (laughs) anyway (laughs) um and get them to commit to voting no Uh (laughs) um yeah talk to your friends Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, let me just pause for station ID real quick. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 2.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. We have Francis Gill on the program. We are talking about 
Uh, right now, we're talking about No on Two, uh, which is something that she is supporting with a broad coalition for the Save Our Libraries uh, coalition. Uh, and she's also one of the co-chairs of Democratic Socialists of America in New Orleans. Uh, so I guess um, we can put put a little bit of a bow on the um, on the Save Our Libraries Coalition, and maybe we can talk a little bit more generally about what what DSA is up to. Um, so I guess we'll save how you can get involved to the end. So I guess mm-hmm. why should people? So what are the final sort of like words? Why why do you, in your opinion do people should people support? Uh, the Save Our Library Coalition? Um, People should support the Save Our Libraries Coalition because um, public libraries are a cherished institution. They are um, often like the only place where you can like just be in public without having to pay for something. Like you don't have to buy a coffee or you don't have to like, you know, buy a beer. You can just like hang out in the library. Um, so free public space that's like mm-hmm. open to all mm-hmm. people love that people love mm-hmm. the libraries we all love the libraries we love the library um, don't we folks yeah <laughs> so vote no one too I, well i mean you can yeah i would fine. recommend that you, you you support the people that, vote no one too that's fine I, yeah i would support people voting no one too um because we don't want to cut the libraries by 40 percent that's like that's just madness Mm-hmm. so uh thank you and so i guess sort of pivoting in terms of uh dsa new orleans you are one of the co-chairs of that organization can you just describe to our audience a little bit we talk about a lot about dsa on here but like what mm-hmm. is dsa new orleans specifically how does it operate how does it work with the community and what kind of uh, maybe we'll just start with the first one what is dsa new orleans yeah so dsa new orleans is a, a local chapter of a national organization Um, So we are the local New Orleans chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. And the DSA is the largest socialist organization in America in decades. It is a membership-based organization, meaning that you like pay dues and become a member. Um, And it is a member run and a member led organization. So convening for the membership or like the highest authority within the organization. Mm-hmm. This makes it different from like a nonprofit that has a board or like um, any any number of like kind of other mm-hmm. sort of uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's membership run, it's member led, um, and it is a socialist organization. Um, and it's a political organization, obviously, um, not a political party, but a political organization who is dedicated to building working class power. Um, in our communities um, and in our country. And that can look like a lot of different things. So sometimes that means running candidates. Sometimes that means like doing mutual aid. Uh, Sometimes that means um, like pushing, um, you know, applying pressure to congressional representatives or like pushing some, uh, like a city council resolution forward or, Join a coalition to support our libraries, perhaps. Or building a coalition to save your libraries. It can look a lot of different ways, um, but that's the that's the main point. We mm-hmm. try to build working class power. Yeah, and, and in New Orleans, we've done a lot of, of really interesting things from, like you said, the mutual aid piece. Uh, the, we've done break light clinics and uh, health clinics 
uh, for several years in DSA New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, I'm a member of DSA New Orleans. Um, and also on the, uh, you, there have been um, a campaign, we, we ran a DSA campaign for uh, someone for um, Marguerite Green for, mm -hmm. for State Agricultural Commissioner. Uh, she actually appeared on this show as well. Uh, and also, we had a the DSA New Orleans had a support for Bernie Can Sanders campaign, which was really interesting. And uh, the twenty twenty election, unfortunately, didn't end up, um, you know, for for with, with Bernie winning. But but it it definitely did oh. get support for things like Medicare for all and and uh, yeah, again, Medicare for all committee has been supporting. We've been uh, out canvassing for a very long time as well. Is that am I missing anything in terms of work that we've been doing in New Orleans? I'm sure I am because um, we're busy. Yeah, <laughs> there's always so much going on. Um, like, for example, right now, um, actually, uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to release our voter guide for the runoffs. Um, and we also yeah, what's a voter guide? are municipal. Yeah, voter guide is just like a kind of explainer on all the different races mm -hmm. and different like um, proposals and whatnot that are going to be on the on the ballot in december mm -hmm. um we also did a big voter guide for the november election um that our municipal action committee which is like a committee within the chapter that kind of focuses on local politics mm -hmm. they put so much time and thought and effort into writing an incredible comprehensive voter guide mm -hmm. it was like 50 pages long it covered every single race that was on the ballot and there were a ton if you you know in case you um, if you remember voting in November, you had to vote on a lot of things. And um, <laughs> and it's not that we, like as a chapter, when we've only endorsed Marguerite Green as a chapter. Um, and it, when we do endorse, you know, we consider it like a material investment of our time and our resources. So it's not something that we take lightly. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like we endorse every candidate in, in, or a candidate in every race. Mm -hmm. But we do try to give like the background, the context the like overall like what's going on here you know like what does this mean within the political landscape of of the city and of the state mm -hmm. and um it's uh like incredible like it's incredibly well written it's incredibly thoroughly researched and it's a lot of resource. hard work and a lot of hours went into that i mean like i i yeah. I, I read the minutes from all of those meetings and like i'm just seeing like y'all have had like the last six months of reports on this thing. How, what is, what is this nonsense? <laughs> that it's is dedication amazing. to a project. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like the, it's like one of the most amazing things that our, mm -hmm. our chapter puts together. And I um, don't have anything to do with it. So I can speak freely, <laughs> like very highly of it. <laughs> it's always nice when there's like organizing in an organization, like, like things are happening that you yourself aren't doing. It almost feels like you're mm -hmm. more powerful because you don't have to do everything. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think DSA is like this incredible organization where people can, if you have an idea and you, or a project that you want to do, you can mm -hmm. come in and organize around it and get support, build support for it. And mm -hmm. like, run with it and um i think i don't know the voter guide really like just epitomizes how much there's so there's just so much talent and so mm -hmm. much um intelligence and like people are working so hard to to build build a better world and um we can't do it if we don't do it all together so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um but anyway so uh, oh, the voter guide and then um we're doing some cool like political education stuff like 
um, at our most recent general meeting, we had a really great presentation on um, uh, like the concept of the judicial coup, especially mm -hmm. like in, in Brazil. And um, we also have like uh, a book club that meets regularly and talks about emergent strategy mm -hmm. um, by Adrian Marie Brown. Um, and there's like probably about a million other things that we do that I'm just forgetting right now. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to ask uh, about is because, I mean, like you and I have both been part of this organization for a very long time. And like, I, I guess let's talk about how things have, how we've had to adapt in the organizing environment to this sort of like oh, Jeff, COVID please. world. How do we have to, how do we adapt? How do we have to adapt from, you know, the, like like meeting in meat space with humans and, mm -hmm. and and how is that different? What kind of challenges does that prevent, present, I guess? It is so hard. And I think we don't always like, I mean, I don't think we always do a great job of just reminding ourselves how mm -hmm. hard it is and like cutting ourselves a little bit of slack because it is so hard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you need like, in order to be like an organizing force, like you need like energy and you mm -hmm. need um, the, and you need some drive. And I think that you get that from the people that are standing alongside you. Yeah. And when you're doing that on zoom, you just like, it's just not the same. Yeah. You can still get inspired and energized by your comrades, but just not as easily. <laughs> yeah. I think about this like um, a lot in this COVID. Like I'm a very concrete person. Like um, I just got to like see things for them to be real with me for me. And like the difference between mm -hmm. having like something like that I have to understand and read on a screen and like I'm going to sound like a boomer here, but like if it's on a screen <laughs> and I read it or if it's in my hand on a mm -hmm. piece of paper, like there's a huge difference mm -hmm. <laughs> in tangibility even and, and that same sort of stuff like applies to somebody who's talking to me. You know, I would much rather be having this conversation with you in person. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, and I mean, just the thing of like, we did our general meeting yesterday and there was like 70 people there, which is, amazing mm -hmm. but like you know we can't like you can see all everybody's faces mm -hmm. on the screen and that's kind of cool but some people have their video off or like you know people pop in and out like there mm -hmm. just isn't the same like damn we it have doesn't feel as powerful 70 80 100 people in this room and we are all ready to fight and like mm -hmm. it's really happening and um yeah but it's it has opened up some um like opportunities like i think our meetings are in another way, they're more accessible because people can just hop on, you know, you don't have to like get to a place or drive across town or uh -huh. whatever. Um, I know that. And one, yeah, yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> um, coming, coming from Jefferson Parish, but um, yeah, so there's like some advantages too. Yeah, I was just talking with my, my buddy. And I think it's making... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I think it's like forcing us to reckon with our limitations as a movement, uh, as an organization in like the digital slash media space. What do you mean by that? Like uh, in terms of limitations of uh, existing in a digital slash media space? Uh, like within media, like we need to have more content. We need to like be on TV more. We need to be on the radio more. We need to like 
um, make more little videos. Like, um, we need to be in we, people's face. We need to be in people's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we do need to knock a lot of doors for sure, but also we need to like be on the radio. Yeah. It's not like, like, like one of them is not a replacement for the other. It's just like all of these things are necessary. <laughs> you got to do it all. You can't just pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so the COVID world kind of helps like push us in that direction. Yeah, that's a really good point because, like, sometimes, like, like, especially again since since March, you know, I have a lot of time to just like be by myself, and it just sort of, you know, it's very isolating in 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 a sense that you you don't really work with other people like directly, like to the point where every other person is and this is not a framing that I generally accept, but it, it is a way you can look at things. Like every other person is potentially like a threat to you just by breathing the air, you know, that they have around them, you know? And it's just yeah. like such a isolating and alienating um, like like variable that's been sort of like tossed into the mix here. And it's just... Like, how do you build solidarity mm-hmm. in that world where everybody sort of like has to to be six feet away from one another and and be you know masked up and all these other things? And I'm not, and I'm, I'm I'm certainly not saying it's impossible. I mean, like that would be then mm-hmm. I would just why would I why would I do anything if that was the case? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. But it's it, 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 it's a very different thing, I suppose. Sorry, I'm sort of pontificating here, but it's getting my head around it in a lot of ways. No, no. I mean, it's it's not impossible, but it is much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there are places that where it opens up some avenues, but it's like, I I think it's overall definitely like way harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it's really interesting too. And and maybe we should talk about this a little bit offline. But like, one of the things that uh, in in another capacity that I've been uh, working on is is sort of like hosting these these little like you know q a sort of things with people and, and maybe that's something that we could pretend i don't know i don't mean to have like an envisioning meeting on the on the <laughs> on the radio <laughs> with you but that's just like 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 the possibilities though are, are, are pretty a pretty broad if we if we mm-hmm. put our minds to it and think about it yeah yeah no definitely definitely um yeah and like like you said it's it's not impossible Mm-hmm. It's just hard. Yeah. Uh, you were listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. Uh, this is Good Morning Comrade. We have returning champion Francis Gill here. Francis is uh, here uh, as uh, one of the co- oh, she's one of the co-chairs of uh, New Orleans Democratic Socialist America and DSA New Orleans is participating in a, co- in a Save Our Libraries coalition uh, that they would like use to oppose uh number two on the ballot specifically um but yeah so i guess maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the other stuff that's on that ballot really quick i mean like what else is on there why is there why no on everything why do people want to support no on everything yeah i mean they're all kind of interrelated well first i'd say you should check out the dsa new orleans voter guide which is going to be released (laughs) um tomorrow morning so maybe like by the time this is on the air Mm um but uh dsaneworleans.org um they are all interrelated um and so it's kind of like uh 
there's been discussion of like if one fails how does it affect the other mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie i'm not 100 up to date on that discussion i think it's like somewhat a matter of debate mm -hmm. long and short of it is like they're trying to find money to funnel to peter bowen to fund this like office of business and external services mm -hmm. and peter bowen is like an airbnb profiteer um and just all around yeah thumbs down bad guy um <laughs> Boo. And this, this is just basically about using the covid crisis to push forward um like cuts to public services and just sell off the things that we love in our communities mm -hmm. um it's the same script that have been used a hundred times before and hopefully this time we are maybe a little bit like maybe we can stop this one thing you know mm -hmm. and i mean we'll see we'll see how things shake out on december 5th but mm -hmm. like maybe we can mm -hmm. yeah you know i think about this a lot in terms of um like we we want to vote no on all of these things because the only thing that's being presented to us is bad and i guess the mm -hmm. question to me becomes and i'm not expecting capital v capital a answer on this mm -hmm. but like it shows a very specific orientation that the initiative lies with the people that do want to do privatization the people that do they're they're the ones that have the ability to get these millages on the ballot that, that we have to essentially defend against and my kind of like thing that i wanted to kind of bounce off you and you know do it what you will like how do we how do we change that orientation how do we change that initiative so that we're the ones on offense we want to expand public service we're going to expand libraries we want to expand you know public education how, and, and sort of like in a more in a more uh, general sense, just, just, we want to put good things on the, on the ballot as opposed to, or, you know, on the table in more general sense and take the bad things off. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually like, I feel like that's a great question. Cause a big part of this is like, and I didn't even really get into this when we were kind of talking about it, but the reason that this millage is sort of up for discussion is because mm -hmm. it expires in 2021. Mm -hmm. So if the if we win and we defeat proposition number two then the library remains fully funded for another year mm -hmm. um and then if nothing happens the millage expires and that library funding would go away but that gives us a whole another year where the library is fully funded and we can fight for a better deal mm -hmm. and that's like the critical part because they they're basically making this case that like the library has too much money um we can cut them and it won't be a big deal also this mill is going to expire anyway um and it's kind of like we're calling like um we're calling the mayor's bluff mm -hmm. like we're saying you won't really defund the libraries like you won't let that happen mm -hmm. um and like we're building this strong coalition that's ready to like fight if we if we win and if we defeat this proposition um we're we're going to be ready to fight for a better deal and whether that means pushing the mayor and pushing city council to put a better deal on the ballot so that next november or next december we're mm -hmm. saying like yes on this millage like yes vote for this millage because it fully funds the library um or if they won't do it we will collect the signatures and we will get that thing on the ballot ourselves mm -hmm. but if we're doing it maybe we're going to push for something much better you know maybe we're going to push for like 
a people's budget that like doesn't just fully fund the library, but like fully funds a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. fully funds like all the things that we want to see. Um, and plus, if and, it gets passed, you don't get credit, which is what you really want. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, I think that we can go on the offensive in 2021 mm-hmm. if we are successful in this fight in December. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Sometimes you just have to play defense, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to stop the bad thing. And, and, and that is one, like what you mentioned, the, the idea of a people's budget is really sort of interesting and intriguing. Like how would that look? How would, what would looking, what would getting, you know, this is a requisite signatures to get something on the ballot in 2021. What would that look like? That's the really interesting proposition. Those are really interesting ideas. Uh, and plus, I mean, let's be honest here. They got city council races coming up when 20, it's gotta be 2021 as well. Right. 21 and 2022. I mean, again, like, like, like in terms of, I mean, I don't know if we have a person or anyone that's in, in particular that would be ready for that, but I mean, that is something that can be planned around going forward, especially considering, you know, municipal elections. I mean, a lot of money does go into that and so does a lot of campaigning and organizing, but that doesn't mean it's not, you know, possible to win or at least, or at least lay out a a considerable challenge to whoever's, you know, currently in place. Yeah. Yeah. City council in 2021. Uh, um, and then also, I mean, Jason Williams is running for DA, so. So city council in if, 2021. Like, God willing, and, he wins. Um, and oh then mayor in 2022. Yeah. Okay. So city council yeah. 2021, mayor 2022. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these people, their numbers coming up, they're going to have to be accountable voters and do, you know, this is going on the ballot. So, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be uh, on them, but they, they didn't do nothing to stop it. The city council, did they? Nope, nope. In I fact, mean, they voted to put this on the ballot. Like, yeah. The it's the the, and I mean, I don't know. I could use a little bit more like education on like all the processes here, but mm-hmm. like the city council did have to vote to get this on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So I think like this is the mayor's agenda. City council then votes to like put it on the ballot, mm-hmm. and um, and they did in August, mm-hmm. um, unanimously, I think. So oh, there was really? a ton of pushback. There were 900 public comments on that city council meeting. Oh my gosh. And again, yeah. th- these are, this is the thing that make, that blows me away in a lot of this too. You said it was approved in August by the city council going mm-hmm. to ballot. Mm-hmm. August is like, this is August, 2020, the year where the, the world just like stopped running or at least like people like, like essentially everything changed for mm-hmm. um for i mean i can't imagine a single person that's got that, that's living a different that living the same life even if you're you know even if you're like homeless and and living you know under the under the overpass you're more imperiled even then with mm-hmm. covid i mean probably more than anybody else because you don't you know have a place to i mean i don't i'm just sort of thinking like everything changed for every person just about and they're mm-hmm. trying to use like in, in in that world, they're they're deciding like, hey, let's kill the library. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 
I know. It's just like it's just maddening and it's mind blowing. Uh um yeah, and it's it's also just like it's so profoundly disrespectful too. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like I don't know. It's like we deserve a better deal. Mm -hmm. Like the workers deserve a better deal. People who use the libraries deserve a better deal. Like the city of New Orleans deserves a better deal. Like don't cut us short, mm -hmm. you know, don't like give us the, the, uh, like <laughs> short end of the stick, you know, mm -hmm. like do us the service of like providing us a fully funded library. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like that's just like, like that's the bare minimum. Right. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. And like, libraries are not controversial it's not no people love the library and if this were just like a flat out like okay like we're cutting the library and and that's like clearly what it is on the ballot it would fail no question never fly. Like we wouldn't even be doing this campaign yeah mm -hmm. but the way it is like people you know are confused and everyone like wants to fund early childhood education we need to fund early childhood education we absolutely need to like put more money to it but like this isn't going to do that. Like mm -hmm. it's going to fund, like I said earlier, you know, services for 150 kids. It's not a lot of kids. Not a lot of kids. Yeah. Way less than the number of kids who go to the library. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so as we wind down, we talked a little bit about DSA today. And we talked a little about this coalition. Uh, I guess first, how could people get involved with uh, DSA? Yeah. Um, if people are interested in getting involved with DSA, I would say two things. One, um, go to dsausa.org slash join and become a member. Um, become a become a member of the organization. When you're a member, you can vote on stuff. You can um, like represent the chapter in mm -hmm. national convenings. Like when you're a member, you're um, you can fight uh, with other DSA know, members online and say, yeah. hey, I can hate DSA. I'm a DSA member. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't do that, actually. Don't do that. That's, that's very bad. Fighting online is bad. Don't don't fight online. Um, I mean, unless you have to. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> uh, otherwise, go to DSANewOrleans.org and just to hear about what the chapter is up to. Yeah. So... Like I said, we're a local chapter of a national organization, so you got to get plugged into the national organization. Mm -hmm. But then you also, um, you know, should get involved with your local chapter, and that's us. Yeah, and then um, also to get involved with the coalition, how can people do that? For that, you're going to go to saveyournolalibrary.com, and you're going to find the basic facts um, of what's going on with the millage, why it's bad, um, and you're going to find information about how to volunteer, like how to phone bank, how to canvas, how to like sign up to text bank, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so save your NOLA library.com. Mm -hmm. All right. Great. Um, so I guess anything you want to say on the way out, um, thanks for coming on the show. It's always Francis. I don't tell you this enough. You're the best. <laughs> Jeff, you're the best. Aww. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Anything you want to say on the way out? Light. Um, I would, I would personally encourage folks, um, to support, uh, a no vote on number two. Cool. Save your library. Yeah. 
Thanks so much. Okay. And if anybody um, who is a supporter of number two uh, want to dispute any of the facts or positions that we've held today, uh, you may do so. Uh, just let us know. Uh, um And yeah, thanks so much, Francis. You're great. Uh, you can listen to Good Morning Comrade, WHIV FM in New Orleans, 102.3. And you can also get more information, goodmorningcomrade.com. You are listening to WHIV uh, LP New Orleans. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Hold up on, 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 hold up on